funeral service, for others, a homegoing celebration. But for all the saints of God, this is worship. And it is worship with the intentionality of thanking God for the life, 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 light, love, and legacy of Sister Priscilla Rucks. So I'm going to ask at this time, if you could, bow your heads for a word of prayer as we sense and seek the presence of the divine in a manifested way. God, we come and we seek your presence right now. Presence not in the form of omnipresence because we know you're everywhere at the same time. But we seek, oh God, a swelling up of your glory. The kabod, the very essence of who you are, the Shekinah, even in this moment. This husband, these children, siblings, grandchildren, family and friends from near and far need to feel the very essence of who you are even in this moment. And so God, would you show yourself strong and mighty? In every scripture that is read, in every word of a prayer, in the songs that are rendered, and in the tributes that will be given, show yourself mighty and strong. Minister to this family as only you can. It is in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. Dr. Monica Redman will give leadership as far as our worship experience is concerned. We want to remind you that as we engage in worship, you need to have your mask on. And so in this place, our protocol is for you to wear your mask. And I'm asking that everyone that comes into the sanctuary, if you would, please keep your mask on. Um, COVID is still real. Amen. And uh, with it being real, we want to keep you as safe and as secure as possible and so we thank you all for governing yourselves accordingly as far as that's concerned come on everybody let's give god some praise in here come on you can do better than that come on i said give god some praise if he's been good to you you ought to give him the best praise you have all over this place. God has been good to us. We're going to hear now a great selection. Great is thy faithfulness. How many of us know that God is faithful? He's been faithful to me. He's been faithful. Great 
Thank you. God is faithful, isn't he? Even when we're unfaithful, God is still faithful. He's faithful and I'm thankful today just to be here in the presence of the Lord. We thank Courtney and King Shay for that wonderful selection. Would you put your hands together one more time for them? Thank you. Thank you all so much for allowing the Lord to use you. I want to read an Old Testament passage that is found in Psalm 91, and I'll be reading from the New American Standard Version of the Bible. Your Bible, whichever translation you're using, should say about the same. And it reads like this, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will lodge in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For it is he who rescues you from the net of the trapper and from the daily plague. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may take refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and wall. You will not be afraid of the terror by night or of the arrow that flies by day or of the plague that stalks in darkness or of the destruction that devastates at noon. 
a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the retaliation against the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, the most high, your dwelling place. No evil will happen to you, nor will any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. On their hands they will lift you up, so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. He will walk upon the lion and cobra. You will walk upon the lion and cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. Because he has loved me, I will save him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. Thus I have read the entirety of the 91st Psalm. May the Lord bless the hearing and the reading of his word. And we pray that these scriptures bring blessings to your lives. The New Testament reading is found in Philippians, the first chapter, verses 3 through 9. And it reads like this. And I'm reading this particular um, verse or verses from the NIV version. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have been since I have you in my heart, and what and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. May the Lord bless the reading of his word, and I pray that these verses bring comfort to your souls. Reverend Richardson is going to come now and lead us to the throne of grace. Sweet family and friends and waiting congregation, let us pray for this sweet family. Our Father, almighty God up in heaven, we hallow and we worship your holy and righteous name. You are an awesome God. Even in this time of sorrow, you love us so, so much, and you love this family so much, God. And we thank you for that. We say hallelujah, God. We say hallelujah. We pray mightily for this family in a special, special way. God, I pray that you will just bless them, God, in those times of 
pain and those times of sorrow, God, that you would begin to remove the pain and the sorrow and replace it with sweet memories. God, replace it with sweet smiles of our dear sister, of their mother, of their grandmother and wife, God. I pray that you would just cause them to be drenched with the memories, God, and saturate them from the top of their head to the bowels of their feet, God. I pray that you would just bless them in a mighty, mighty way. God, you love them so, so much. And she loved them so, so much, God. So let them feel that from one to the other, God, that they will love like they never loved before. They will come together closer than they ever were before, God, to come together and comfort one another. God, you have the strength and you have the power. So, God, when they are in need, God, and it's going to come, God, I pray that you would give them the strength to overcome any midnight hour, God, any time of sorrow and doubt. You, God, will come and you will lift them up and you will bless them in a mighty, mighty way. God, I pray that everyone that will come in their midst will be someone that will come and lift them up and pray for them, God, and bless them in a mighty, mighty way. God, we pray for them and we thank you for her life, God. We thank you for Miss Rucks. We thank you for Sister Rucks and this mother. God, we thank you, God. And the word says that you will be a mother for the motherless. So, God, right now, do that for this waiting family, God. We love you, Lord. She loves you so much. And, God, we know that you loved her even more. And because you loved her and because this family loves her, that's why they're hurting. So, God, comfort them like never before, like only you can. God, we loved her. We loved her so much, and we love her still. Her legacy here at St. Paul will be remembered. She would be remembered for her smile. She would be remembered for all of the ministry that she did here at St. Paul. And God, we thank you for that. And God, we thank you for her family, God. We pray now that you would just bless them, keep them, comfort them. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Can you join me in an amen? Amen and amen.
thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. You know you're anointed to sing when you can sing a song that a choir sing. A choir song. Come on, let us put our hands together. Come on for Miss Courtney. Come on, we can do better than that. Let's give God some praise for the gift, the gift of singing that she has. To God we give the glory, great things he is doing here in our worship service today. We have arrived at the time in our worship experience where we invite individuals to come forth and give tributes or give remarks. And I want to invite them to come to this particular mic to my right and come in this order, Deacon Marilyn White, Sister Betty Oates, Lance Rucks, and Drew Rucks. Please come in that order. And I want to remind you of the limit that the family has um, requested of two, two minutes. Thank you. And we will receive them in that order. Mrs. Rooks in 2006, over 15 years ago, when she joined St. Paul Baptist Church. Immediately after joining St. Paul, she completed her new members classes, received the right hand of fellowship, and became a member of the admissions ministry, which is now the new disciples ministry. She served as a youth teacher in the ministry and was a very gifted teacher. She was instrumental in instilling Christian values in many of St. Paul's youth that prepared them for baptism and discipleship. Mrs. Rooks was a faithful, loving, and devoted servant. Her love and devotion was to God first and then her family. She also had a love and devotion for her church and pastor, which led her to come from Kannapolis to Charlotte Sunday after Sunday to worship. During the past year, her love and devotion for teaching St. Paul's youth led her to have a video app installed on her phone so that when she taught them, she could see them and they could see her. It also led her to be present on Sunday mornings each time one of her students were getting baptized and became a disciple. She had that same love and devotion for the new disciples ministry, which led her to come to church early to assist with baptism or stay late after worship to attend a meeting 
or to assist with the new disciples' banquet. It even led her to call in to join our meetings virtually on Saturdays or even come out on a Saturday to assist the team with hosting the New Disciples Church Tours. The works that Mrs. Rux did here at St. Paul and the life she lived is a testament of what it means to be a good and faithful servant. She was faithful in her giving. She was faithful in giving of herself, her time, and her resources. We were blessed to have served with Mrs. Rux in the New Disciples Ministry, a group she loved, a group of people who loved her, a family. She was truly be missed. To God be the glory. To Dr. Scott, our wonderful pastor, to Dr. Redmond, and to Reverend Richardson, staff, officers, members, and friends, especially this wonderful family. Of my dear friend, Priscilla Rooks, good afternoon. My name is Betty Oaks, and I feel privileged and honored to have been asked by the family to pay tribute to my friend, Priscilla Rooks. Priscilla, a woman who was faithful to God and to her family and to the work of the Lord. Priscilla, I found out, means having respect, age, and wisdom. I would like to share with you what her name means to me. Her name, Priscilla. For P, she was precious to me. For Aura, she was real. You didn't have to second guess her. She was real. I, she was an ideal friend, and I thank God for. S, she was a strong woman of faith. And she didn't mind letting you know how much she loved the Lord. C, she was very compassionate, always willing to help somebody. I, she was very intelligent, very smart. But Deanna, what I, Nanita, what I enjoyed most about her is the fact that she was a very humble person. L, she was loving and loyal. L, she was a leader. She didn't mind taking choice and doing whatever it is that the Lord would have her to do. And she was a lawyer friend. 
A, she was authentic. I'm going to miss her. In fact, I already missed her. We were supposed to have been celebrating her birthday on Wednesday. We talked about it because we celebrate down through the years. But instead, we're here celebrating her home going. To God be the glory. Priscilla was a very faithful person that loved her family. Family, you were very important to her. And I would like to say at this time on behalf of the former Deaconess Board Ministry, under the leadership of Tia Withers and Brenda Gunn, they would like to thank Priscilla and Brother Arthur for their dedication, faithfulness to the Family Promise Ministry. They volunteer to stay overnight to support the homeless family through prayer, sharing God's word, and encouraging others. When Mr. Arthur, I don't know if you'll remember this, but I'm going to share it. Vehicle was broken into while they were here. He said, that was it. We're going home. We're not staying overnight anymore. But they supported in a different way. Priscilla was a faithful youth Sunday school teacher. She was a part of the bereavement ministry here at St. Paul. Whatever she could do to help others through mission, she was always willing to help somebody because she said, she was so blessed by God, and she will never forget from where she came from. She knew she was a blessed woman of God, and she gave God all the praise for it. She shared that when she saw Mr. Arthur, this tall, good-looking young man, at that time she said, I was young, okay? She said, she said to herself, she knew he was the one, y'all. And the rest is history because they remained married for a long time. Can't remember how many years, but I know it's past 50. Because God gave her the desire of her heart to the family, hold on to God, help is on the way. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. We don't know how long it'll be, but God will come. Priscilla loved her family, and she was so thankful to God for her wonderful husband, Arthur, her children. She loved her children. was so proud of y'all. And I know she would want me to say to you, Thank you for being there for her and your dad. She was so proud of her children, her grandchildren, and her niece. And no matter what difficulty you must endure, just keep on trusting God 
and he will help you to come through. God is good all the time. Know that our separation from Priscilla is temporary, but we will see her again one glad morning. Hold on. God is in control. God bless you. So the title of this is called Good Laughs. By the way, something just happened today for the first time in 78 years. My mom was dressed and ready on time and ready to go. <laughs> Way to go, mom. About time you got on time for church. Well, many, don't, many of you don't know this, but I'm really not supposed to be here. In fact, I have been technically uninvited from the celebration today. I know, right? You're probably thinking to yourself, a mother uninviting a son, can you believe that? And all because I refuse to take her body on a world tour celebration of life. So how this came about of my uninvitation, one day, me and my mother who we, I love dearly, but we also have a very brother and sister bickering relationship, was one day busting my chops and was telling me how she wanted her services to be handled. First, we were to start in the Bronx, New York, to have a formal service there. Then heading down the turnpike to New Jersey to have a stop in central Jersey with another two-day celebration, followed by traveling down to Charlotte to then once again be presented to the congregation of St. Paul's Baptist Church and all of her Charlotte friends, followed by a serious homegoing service in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, her hometown. So as she proceeded to tell me this stuff, I looked at her and gave her a Priscilla Rux response. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Who's going to take your body to five different places? I'm sitting out at least three or four of these shows. At that time, she proceeded to tell me, well, guess what? You're invited. Don't even come into the other show. You're invited to, you're uninvited to all of the shows. I don't want you near my funeral. I don't want you near my celebration of life. In fact, Josiah, you make sure, and these were her words, you call the proper authorities should my son show up at my funeral. Now that was a good laugh. Something that my mom said and did all the time. She would always say to me, such and such had good laugh. Me and Betty J, me and Betty Lewis, me and Novel Ratchford, me and Earlene. We all had good laughs. I know she's had that conversation with most of you here in this room. 
you typically have these laughs with someone who you consider one of your best, if not your best friend. Belly aching, side splitting tears of laughter that you enjoy with another person. How many people, by a show of hands, how many people today lost one of their best, if not best friends today? I want you to keep your hands up. Everyone keep your hands up and just turn around and look in the room. If mom would be here, if mom were here in, in physical form, because we know she's here. She was on time today, so we know she was here. If mom were here, she would even have good laughs about her passing. She, of course, had to transition five days prior to her birthday, which means in subsequent years, we were celebrating her memory for an entire week. With themes each day, such as young Priscilla, Priscilla in the city, suburban Priscilla, and I am sure she left a rotating list with my sister for subsequent years. <laughs> I love you, Neat. So the next time you have a good laugh, think of mom, cousin Priscilla, Miss Priscilla, Mrs. Rux, and whatever she meant to you. Because there will never, and I mean never, be another one like her. Mommy, we love you very much. Good afternoon, church. Can the church get an amen? Sorry, Fred, I always wanted to do that. I just said, <laughs> I'm not past the material, so I wanted to get that out of here. Oh, man. Y'all bear with me. I had to go back to college game day mode to get myself together to speak on my mother's behalf. Um, Eight minutes is not enough time to, no, I'm, I'm times all the people to me. I know I didn't like school, but I'm okay at math. I can multiply. Uh, eight minutes isn't enough time to speak on this beautiful woman as her baby son who spent a lot of time with. So those that don't know, it's 16 years between me and my sister, 10 between me and my brother. And when my mother was pregnant with me, my father, she came, she told me she came home and laid down. And he looked at her, he always called her Scylla. And she said, Scylla, you pregnant, aren't you? And she said, yes, Arthur. And he walked out the room like he didn't have nothing to do with it. <laughs> and obviously, I, I was the biggest baby. I was 10 pounds, 4 ounces, 23 inches. So obviously technology is much better to notice these things when a woman's pregnant. So as my mom was <laughs> getting further along, she came home from the doctor and said, Arthur, uh, the baby's kind of big, but they think it might be two in there. I might be having twins. Now we are in a church and 
My dad's a grandfather now. He's not a father, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I could use our ruck terms, but he said, twins. I'm going to be working till I'm blankety blank, 92 years old. I ain't never going to be able to retire. We bring twins in this house. So, <laughs> But uh, getting back to my beautiful mother, uh, I wrote some things down here, and I'm, I'm going to try to keep it brief. But, you know, they speak in the Renaissance era of a Renaissance man. It's a man who had many titles, many talents, but he was good at all these talents. My mother was a Renaissance woman. She was... Uh, I have, a, I have a list here, but it's, it's way more. She was a loving wife, a loving mother, a loving grandmother, a comedian, fashion expert, psychiatrist, detective, <laughs> life coach, uh, a biggest cheerleader for her family. She was a card shark. A Uno player with her grandchildren, and just overall a very tenacious woman. Mom, from the time I was a kid, and you would always go to the extreme, here I am, an eight-year-old kid standing at the laundry room, and my mother saying, you need to learn how to wash your clothes. Because if something happens to me or your dad, your brother and sister ain't taking care of you. You need to figure this out. <laughs> So these are some of the memories that I have with my mother. Her love was unconditional for anybody that was in her circle. My best friends, anybody. My home, our home was open to them at any time. Now, those of you know, I was a semi-busy child. So <laughs> these good words that you had, you guys don't know the other Priscilla when a child gets on her nerves. So the things that my mother would say to me your kids would be taken from you today if you said certain things like this. Here I am, a nine-year-old bugging my tired mother. And she looks at me and says, boy, why don't you go play in traffic and get out my face? Man, she was tough. One thing I always respected her for was making sure that me, my brother, and sister were responsible adults that could go out here into this world and stand on our old team feet, a father's will, and not have to worry about anybody. And she made sure of that. And she told us, as I said, as a very early age, you can't live with me. You got to go. You know, she motivated me to get a full-time job very quickly. I can promise you that. One of my best uh, it's so many memories, but I'm trying to keep it short. One of my best is, I must say, Lance and Danita had been long gone. I was coming back at home from college. Her baby boy turned 21 years old. Now my mother had a riding partner to go to Atlantic City with her whenever she felt to move. I'd come home from working, you know, golf course when I worked at college. She said, baby, you got work tomorrow? I said, nah, mom, I'm off. You want to go to AC? I said, mama, let's ride. <laughs> and we would go down and eat together and have a good time. And it was some of the best and one of the most special moments with my mother. In closing, I want to share a spiritual moment and a scripture that was already shared, but I'm going to share it again as well. 
I was speaking on the phone with a friend the other day, and I stepped out of my home. I looked on the ground at the tree in front of my house. There was a baby bird on the ground. The mother had pushed it out of its nest. As I stepped to go in the car, the bird, I saw the, uh, I'm going to say mama bird, but I saw the mama bird dropping a worm in its mouth and fly off. I didn't touch the bird because I didn't interfere with nature. And my friend told me, he said, Drew, that's not a nature moment. That's a spiritual moment. That's your mother telling you that she left you with enough and that you're going to be able to go on because that's what she would have wanted you to do. I said, wow. So to end, just want to end with 2 Timothy, 4th chapter, 7 and 8. Mom, this is for you. I have fought the good fight. Ma, you have finished your race, and I know you kept the faith. Now there is in store for you the crown of righteousness, which I know you're wearing, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award you on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Ma, you'll always be with me in spirit, your baby Wuda. And I love you very much. You rest in peace. Thank you. Deacon Marilyn White, Sister Betty Oates, Lance Andrew Rucks, thank you. Thank you all so much for your words of tribute. I thank you because you painted such a beautiful picture of Sister Priscilla. She was a great woman and someone that we all will miss. But I thank you for painting the picture for us today. I'm going to invite Sister Maria McDuffie to come and give words of acknowledgement. And after she comes, we're going to hear, hear a musical selection from Courtney and King. And after they sing, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Put your hands together for those beautiful, beautiful acknowledgments. 
On behalf of St. Paul Baptist Church, we want to say thank you um, as well. Thank you for everything that you have done to assist this family during this time of bereavement. But we want to say to you right now that don't let today be the last day that you reach out to them. Because they're going to need you more after today. So can we agree that we will continue to call them? We'll continue to send them emails, text messages. If you agree with this, I want you to put your hands together, signifying that you will continue to keep this family in your prayers and in your thoughts, now and in the days to come. So now 
ensemble who have been blessing us all day long, Courtney and King Shay. Oh, we could do a whole lot better than that. Thank you so very, very much. To this family, to um, the staff ministers here, Dr. Redmond and Reverend Richardson, To the officers of this church. Uh, and I am so appreciative of our ushers, our medical team, our, uh, well, I think, uh, media team as far as making sure that this is being streamed live. Uh, and to all of you who have gathered from near and far to give uplift and support to this particular family. Um, I would readily admit that this is, this is tough. Um, this is tough. Um, to Brother Arthur, to the children, the grandchildren, the siblings, other family members from near and far, this is tough and I just want to let you know that God gives you permission to grieve however you need to grieve so don't apologize for it blesses Danita she said her mother would be so out of sort right now by the way she was behaving and I said no if mama was here she'll be holding you She'll be holding you. I want to um, thank this family because I wanted to be here for this. And I want to thank you all for bending toward my schedule um, so that I can share with you all in this moment and, and convey uh, the strength and the substance 
of what she meant to me, but even more importantly, what she meant to this church. And they don't make her like her anymore. And, and Brother Arthur, I'm still kind of shook um, by this because I, I declare every time the Lord takes a good one, I, I really wish he would consult me because I got a list for him. She will be missed. Psalm 116 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Is it? Psalm 116 verse 15 says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I just want to talk about for a few brief moments Precious Priscilla. Precious Priscilla. When Deacon Marilyn White <clears throat> called me to share with me about the demise of Sister Priscilla Rooks, I was shocked and I was shaken. We're reminded, family, of that biblical adage where it says, life is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. And yet, as we gather at this moment, for those of us who know Jesus Christ and the pardon of our sin, we do not sorrow as those who have no hope. Sister Priscilla knew who Jesus Christ was in the pardon of her sins. And because of that, even with heavy hearts and tears racing down our faces, we can give God praise because death is not the ultimate end for her. There are some statements in the Bible, unfortunately, that we take out of context and may seem even crazy to human logic. And I will admit that dealing with death from the biblical perspective is one of those things. Because for a lot of us here, death is often equated with sorrow and tears and bereavement and heaviness and grief. It's a time of great anxiety. As a matter of fact, we don't even like to talk about death or even make preparation for death because all of the other stuff that goes along with it. Um, but one thing I have to admit, deep within us, Many of us think that death is the ultimate defeat of our being. But God gives us a different perspective of death. Because in his word we see in the Psalms, the psalmist says that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. The verse upon which we focus our attention for the time that is ours is couched within Psalm 116, and it is the psalmist giving God thanks, watch this, from the deliverance from death. And as you read this psalm, you can envision how whoever wrote this psalm was coming to the temple to give a vow unto the Lord and to give a sacrifice unto the Lord. Why? Because the Lord kept the psalmist from death. We do not know the nature of his affliction, all we know it was serious enough that when he showed up at the temple, 
He gave God praise because the Lord kept him when he could not keep himself. In the keeping of his vows, the psalmist has done more than just give a temporary sacrifice. There is implied in Psalm 116 that the psalmist is giving himself totally to the Lord. He prayed and God delivered him. He prayed and the Lord made a way out of no way. And yet the fact must be acknowledged that only a person who knows the Lord for himself or herself can offer this kind of vow. Only a person who has lived a life close to God can even come to this moment from a different perspective from everybody else. Because when the world and the culture look at this moment, they look at it from a negative perspective. But when you know who Jesus Christ is being the resurrection and the life, Even though your heart is heavy, you know that death is not the end, but merely a transition from life temporal to life eternal. So for the saint, death is just one of those areas where we have a distinct advantage over those who have never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Through the eyes of our faith, death takes on a different perspective. But God says that death can be precious and is more than just relieving this angst of pain. And so there's a question that we got to wrestle with right now. To whom is death precious? And the text tells us it may not be precious to us, but it's precious to God. God knows it ain't precious to the doctor because when a patient dies for the doctor, that's a sign of defeat. God knows it ain't precious to family and fem- family members and friends because there's this pain of separation. And I have to admit that as pastor, it ain't so precious to me because I'm losing a good disciple and a hard worker. But death has a way of allowing God to exercise God's wisdom, sovereignty, and love. The Bible says that God weighs higher than our ways. His thoughts are much better than our thoughts. And the saints have learned that the secret of having joy is when you let God be God and let God have his way. The, the, the psalmist says, precious in the sight of the Lord is, is the death of, of, of his saints. And, and let's be honest, Let me put the hay where the cows can get it. For a lot of us right now, this doesn't seem too precious because it becomes a terrifying experience for those who have never seen death in the light of Calvary. I'm not here to suggest, beloved, that God is playing some cosmic game with us or that the Lord is just trying to occupy space and time with this moment. And and neither am I saying that death is God's way of meeting God's own divine needs. What I want to suggest is that God and God's sovereignty takes all of our lives seriously. That there's not one aspect, big, small, major, or minor aspect of our life and our living and our being 
that is omitted from the care and sovereignty of God. And so we must understand that life is a gift and God is concerned not only by how we live, but God is concerned about how we die. So truly precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Why is it true? Because death marks the completion of something God began a long time ago. Uh, June 22nd, 1944, God started something with Sister Priscilla. And on last Friday, God said, your journey here on earth is now done. And so death becomes a time not only of commemoration, but also celebration. Why? Because God says your life has now been completed. So does death not provide a backdrop for our gathering today? The life of Sister Priscilla is not an accident. She was part of the plan of God. And the beauty of her living may be found in the fact that she did everything the Lord wanted her to do. And back on June 17th, God sent his angel to tap her on the shoulder and said, come on up a little bit higher. I got something for you. So essentially, I want to suggest, if I can, to the family, that what we are here to celebrate is a life well lived and a job well done. And that, my beloved, even in the midst of tears, ought to give us some sense of joy, not only sadness. Like some that said, this is a time of thanksgiving. Not for what has been taken, but for what has been given. And I want to let you know that your wife, your mother, your grandmother, your sibling, your aunt, your friend has left some gifts that y'all need to shout about. Can I tell y'all what those gifts are? The first gift is that Sister Priscilla has left a good name. Ain't no shame in her game. Uh, we have sometimes made pride very shameful, but there's no shame in her game. She has left a good name. And a good name is rather to be had than riches and, and gold. Because what is attached to your name is integrity. And your wife, Brother Rooks, your mother, your grandmother, your aunt, your cousin, your friend has left a good name. But not only has she left the gift of a good name, but she's also left the gift of a good example. She was human like the rest of us. I heard you, Fred, talking about your mama and how she wanted you to take her on the world tour. Uh, and you said you weren't going to do that, and she uninvited you to the funeral. There's no question as to what her priorities in life were. She loved God. She loved her husband. She loved the children, grandchildren. She loved the family and friends. And she loved her church. She served the Lord. She served the community with all the vim, vigor, and vitality of her being. From her days at St. John CME Church to Bethel AME Church to the St. Paul Baptist Church, she was a servant of the Lord. 
served on the stewardess board and the fowl club and the finance committee at our previous church at Bethel to the new disciples ministry and the bereavement ministry and Sunday school with our young people here at St. Paul. She made an indelible impression upon the paths that she crossed. May the works I've done speak for me. But not only did she leave a good name and not only did she leave a good example, but she left you the assurance that she loved you. Oh, brother Rooks. All children, grandchildren, all siblings, she loved you. Many people live a lifetime without experiencing the love that sister Priscilla gave you. She loved her husband, Arthur. She loved her children, Nandita, Lance, and Drew. She loved her grandchildren, her sibling, along with her friends. But more importantly, she loved her Lord. So I want you to claim the gift that belongs to you right now. Because one thing that the world can't take from you is the love that she gave you. I close now. But I close because I want to come back to the words of the psalmist. The psalmist has submitted his entire life to the sovereignty of God. And therefore, every phase of his life had meaning and significance. And I want you to know that every phase of Sister Priscilla's life had meaning and significance. And I'm glad to be able to admit that death is not the defeat for Sister Priscilla. But instead, it's a successful completion of a project that the Lord started a long time ago. I'm trying not to holler. And, and, and I'm trying not to let my Mississippi slip out. I'm, I'm just trying to get through this eulogy. But, but death is not the revoking of life. But death for Sister Priscilla is a graduation from the ghetto to heaven. That, that's why, that's why, that's why, that's why she's able to remind you of what the songwriter said. That if, when you've given the best of your service, telling the world that the Savior has come, be not dismayed when men don't believe you. Because he'll understand and say, well done. But then that refrain goes, oh, when I come to the end of my journey weary of life and the battle is won carrying the staff and cross of redemption he'll understand and say well done I'm closing y'all can I let my Mississippi slip out you need to go ahead and give God praise because sister Priscilla has gotten her well done and I want to one day be like her and get my well done is there anybody here that want to give God praise because now she has her crown of righteousness and now she has her long white robe and now she's able to give God praise for everything she has done and I can see Sister Priscilla bowing down at the feet of Jesus saying thank you Lord for dying from my sins thank you Lord for being raised from the grave thank you Lord for your health life and strength thank you Lord for bringing me through dangerous tosses and snares. Now, Lord, watch over my husband. Now, Lord, 
Watch over Danita, Lance, and Drew. Now, Lord, watch over my sisters and my brothers. Now, Lord, bring them home one day where we can bask in your glory forever and ever. Yes! Yes! Oh, yes! Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of Priscilla. What a word, what a word we have heard here today. Come on, give God some praise one more time. Come on, if the word blessed you today, you ought to give God some praise. I want to invite Brother Ray Singleton to come now and sing, I love the Lord. Come on, you can keep those hands together. We've heard a word here today, a word to help us, to encourage us, and particularly to help this family. To God we give the glory. Amen. I love the Lord. To the Rux family, um, prayers. And thank you to my brother, my brother Drew. He asked me to do this. And Mama Rux, we love you. I love the Lord, he heard my cry, and pitied Long as I, I live and troubles rise, I'll hasten. Anybody know that? Because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you. I lift you up and I magnify your name. And that's why my heart is filled with praise. Let's do that one more time, brother. Say, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you care for me 
in such a sad way. That's why I praise you. Hallelujah. I lift you up and I magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Thank you. We're going to ask that at this particular time that the funeral directors will come. We will be doing the committal here. Thank all of those who have participated on program today. I'm going to ask the ministers if you would join me at the casket. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we come at this moment and we commend the earthly remains of our dearly departed back to you. We thank you for her life, her love, her service, her sacrifice. And Lord, for this family, for her husband, give him the comfort for her children give them the care for our grandchildren remind them they're never alone for our siblings let precious memories flood their souls for other family members who have come from near and far and friends who are gathered and yes her fellow disciples we give you thanks. And now we commend her, O oh God, to your sovereign care. And we pray, O oh God, that you will keep us here in the earth realm until you call us from labor to refreshment. It's in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. And in his name, we claim it done. Is it a please almighty and wise God to take out of this world the soul of our deceased sister Priscilla Rux? We therefore commit her body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Looking for the day of the general resurrection when the earth and the sea shall give up his dead. And that which is corrupt shall put on incorruption and that which is mortal shall put on immortality. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, right, blessed are they who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors. Amen. <clears throat> I'm going to ask at this time, uh, persons that will be serving as pallbearers, if you could come and gather to my right. Persons that will be serving as pallbearers, if you could come down right now and gather to my right 
Um, we also need persons, uh, particularly our sisters. If you would serve as flower bearers, if you would come to my left. And I'm going to ask everyone, with the exception of the family, would you please stand at this time? We need a few more persons to serve as pallbearers, uh, preferably uh, two to three more uh, men. If you could come down, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we don't want we don't want the the family to have to do this. Thank you so much. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with you and keep you henceforth and forever. Amen. <clears throat> Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going and who shall show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, woman, boy, or girl can come to the Father except by me. For I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though after the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold not another, though the rains be consumed within me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I not be afraid? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall behold the presence of the Lord forever and ever. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though hope my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall set my foot upon a rock. 